Hey fam, and welcome to Infoscape. I hope y'all have had a productive two weeks. If not, it's all good. New chances start every day. Also, make sure you're taking a moment to chill. And um, this is definitely something I'm learning, not necessarily, you know, learning it the easy way. Um, I push myself hard um, continuously, which is which is great. You know what I'm saying? Get a lot of stuff done, but I'm definitely not a machine. So, you know, got to learn to cool the jets now while I'm still kind of young. So if you've been paying attention to the news, you know, there is no shortage of things we can jump into today, but I'm going to make the wise decision to go ahead and finish up something we started a few episodes ago. So that way we can get into some of these newer and current Topics. So today we are going to wrap up personal finance and talk about some common budgeting mistakes. If you forgot about the original conversation we had about this, I believe it is the second or third episode of season two. You can go ahead and pause this, go to that, and then come on back and we are going to top off this conversation. Hopefully you learn a lot. If not, let me know what I can do to help you. Um, as always, a lot of sources will be linked to this. Um, because it is impossible for me to cover the complete ins and outs of budgeting and personal finance in two relatively short episodes. But like I said, like I always say on this show, I just want to start a conversation with you and get these things into your head so that you kind of apply them to your own life in your own unique way. So with all that being said, let's jump in. <music> Okay, I am no budgeting expert, um, not by a long shot. So I will not be talking off the top of my head today. I will have multiple sources linked as usual, like I mentioned in the introduction, but I will talk from the most comprehensive source that I found. Honestly, I look forward to the day where I can bring some guests on this show to give some expert opinions. I feel like y'all might be getting sick of me. I don't have proof of that, but mm, I don't know. So, but we are branching into talk radio, so that day could be coming rather soon. I will be using First Financial Bank's 10 Common Budgeting Mistakes and How to Fix Them. I will only cover some of them, you know, for time reasons. I try not to make these episodes too long. I know I keep saying that, and sometimes they are a little long, but really, my intention, I, I like to hit maybe no more than 15, no more than 15 minutes. Y'all got stuff to do. Anyway. Just preface, um, don't feel bad for making any of these mistakes. There is no shame here at all. Like I said in the earlier episode, I'm not sure if I said it, but, you know, it's the truth. I'm working on my own budget, so this stuff is definitely teaching me too. Number one, um, I think it's pretty simple. Um, may not be to you, like I said. No judgment here. Not writing your budget down. You can't do a budget in your head. I mean, if you can, that's, like, super impressive. and that's a talent that I think needs to be shared. But most of people probably can't. Um, but by documenting your spending and income, you will not, it will not only help you to remember that you're on a budget, but it'll help you remember to stick to it. The source provides a nice little downloadable template to help you get started. That's precisely why this source will be the first source that is linked. I think I might number them just to help you 
um, figure out which sources you want to look into, which ones you don't. Um, I haven't decided yet. But number three is a good one, too. Uh, setting unrealistic budgeting goals. Be realistic, folks. I mean, come on. You know yourself better than anybody. Think about your habits and plan your budget around those. If you're trying to get rid of a habit, I mean, of course, leave that out. But don't um, don't stretch yourself too thin with this budget. You want to still enjoy your life. You know, don't suck the fun out of it. Reminder that these templates that you might find online or even the one that you find in the first financial bank article is just that. It's a model. It's a template. It's it's not law. You can modify it to fit your own life. And number five might hit a little close to home because like so many people forget to do this, including myself, like for real. Not planning for emergencies. Y'all ever heard of a rainy day fund? The source recommends that you save at least three to six months worth of living expenses. Hmm. That's kind of a lot. I mean, it depends on how much you make. I just, I don't know. I just thought the number would be lower than that. I thought it would be like one to two months, but three to six. I mean, huh. All right. I'll buy it. You can also get banks involved with opening an emergency savings account. Um, I'm personally am not going to do that. But if that is something you feel like you need to do to make sure you keep that money away from you so you cannot get to it immediately, so you can't delve into it for something that doesn't necessarily constitute an emergency, then hey, that's what you need to do. So we're going to scroll down just a little bit to number seven. This is a big one. Getting discouraged when your budget isn't working. Failure is a part of the learning process, and that goes for everything. Uh, the source tells you to think of your budget as a fun thing, not a burden. The mindset determines the outcome, y'all. If you get to a spot where your plan is failing, whatever that means to you, failure is actually a subjective measure. Ask around and do some research or listen to podcasts like Infoscape. I don't know, whatever, you know, you can do what you want. So now before I get to the last one, um, this article is posted on a bank's website. So like kind of take that with a grain of salt. They recommend automated bill payments. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess that's one way to make sure you don't miss a bill, therefore keeping your budget intact. Also, you focus on more additional spending and regular expenses. Um, I personally don't know if I'm going to do automated bill payments. I personally don't pay bills yet. So question mark on that. But think about it. It's something to make sure you don't miss bills. You know, if it's available, maybe take advantage of it. See how it works for you. So that is it with that article. Like I said, there's way more on that article. But for time reasons, I kind of cut it off at a certain point. But it will definitely be linked to this episode. So skim through it a little bit um, and make sure you get all you can from that Web page. It's some good stuff. Um, also, some additional articles at the bottom that are related to um, saving and whatnot. It's pretty good stuff. So. I did find some additional funsies that could also help you in your journey, like specific budgeting tips for college students, like I just mentioned, and tips to save a lot of money while in between jobs. Super important because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And also some apps if you are into digital banking. I am not. But if you are, we're going to go through um, some apps. I know we went through some in the original budgeting episode, but I know for sure we didn't go through the two that I'm about to mention and the ones that are going to be on the next source. 
that will be linked um, to this episode. If I decide to number them, it will be number two. So I've never tried any of these. Like I mentioned, I'm not big into digital banking. I, um, I'm a stand in a line type of gal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really do finances on the phone. You know, the automated pay, like the Apple pay, you know, you like touch your phone to like a little, little pad or something like that. And you have your credit card information. Like, uh, uh, no, I don't trust that. I mean, I'm not telling you not to, you know, you do what you want, you know, um, but it's just not for me. But if it is, I have some stuff for you. So we got Wally spelled W-A-L-L-Y. It focuses specifically on budgeting. It markets itself as the basic app. It helps to track income, expenses, and remaining discretionary income, which can be cool if you're trying to set up a little rainy day fund. Apparently, it is also free. So that's a plus, and it gives you alerts when bills are due if you're not feeling automated bill payments. Could be something to check out. The next is Good Budget. It uses a traditional envelope approach. Not really sure what that means, but if you do, might be something to check out. And um, it says that it's good for couples trying to manage finances together. That doesn't necessarily apply to me yet, but hey, you know, go for it. Looks like a really, really cool app. And of course, like I said, the rest of the apps will be on the National Debt Relief link that I will post to this episode. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, that is it for today. I hope you took something from this, as with all of the episodes. If you have any questions, you can reach me on Twitter or the podcast on Facebook. Reminder that the transition into talk radio is definitely a go. Not sure when that will be up and running fully, but I'll definitely keep you updated. Thank you for supporting this project and sticking it out as I grow. Um, Have a great weekend. If it turns out to not be so great, take a step back and have a good snack. That rhymes. I didn't realize that rhymes. Maybe I should be a rapper. I don't know. Moving on. Um, Stay six feet apart and keep that mask on. Even if you got the vaccine, there are still new variants coming out. Um, Yeah, this isn't over, folks, as much as we would want it to be. This is not over. Stay well. Peace.